Good morning, friends. My name is Rachel, and this is the City Church Daily. When prepping for space travel, NASA actually prepares their astronauts for the absolute silence of space. If they aren't prepared, then it will be incredibly jarring. So they have to have a specific regiment to prepare them for the experience of this silence. They use a specific chamber to train them for the complete lack of sound that they can experience. Space is absolute silence, almost zero decimals, which means when you get to that place, you can actually hear all the sounds of your body, your breathing, your heart beating, your pulse, the blood pumping through your veins, your bones rubbing together, your organs churning, your skin sliding over your muscles. And this is usually the point where, if not prepared, you begin to lose it a little bit and start hearing things that actually aren't there. I find this to be, first of all, incredibly interesting, but also a perfect start of our conversation as we consider the practice of silence and solitude in our daily lives. It first makes us realize how much noise, just literal noise, is all around us. And second, it's a perfect metaphor for us. When you go that silent, you can actually hear yourself, the innermost part of you. You can hear yourself in a way that you can't hear with all of the noise. C.S. Lewis, in his amazing work, The Screwtape Letters, has the demons railing against silence and calls silence a danger to their cause. The senior demon, Screwtape, calls the devil's realm a kingdom of noise and claims, we will make the whole universe a noise in the end. I think kingdom of noise is a chilling reality for the culture that we live in today. And what this noise does is eliminate the ability to live in the present moment. It's constant distraction, constant input. But what we see in the life of Jesus is that the quiet place, the wilderness, the silence and stillness produced in him a great security in his identity, in his calling, his purpose. This was a place that he often slipped away to, to be alone with the Father. And this place solidified who he was and who he was not. The practice of silence and solitude is deeply formative for the apprentice of Jesus. Those of us who want to copy his life and his lifestyle. And I can think of very little that is more countercultural than this practice. I think there's a lot of misconception about silence and solitude, so let's clear up a few things as we dig into this practice. It is not reactive, it is proactive. It is not escape, it is engagement. It's not retreating, it is returning. It is not absence, it is presence. In the absence of anything, you find the presence of everything. When we engage God and our soul in this intentional way, we connect with the centermost part of us. And it is from that centered place that we can engage the world around us. 
Many of the Desert Fathers said this about silence and solitude. They said, we don't retreat from the world. We retreat for the world. Meaning, we don't go away from it all because the world is just too much or too loud and too scary and everything is just too overwhelming. So let's just go away. Let's go away by ourselves and do nothing but pray. No, it's not that. It's that through silence and solitude and stillness, we process all that is going on all around us in the safety of our Creator. We bring into that place our temptation, our identity, our anger, bitterness, sin, and then we process it with Him and let Him form us in that place into compassionate Jesus people, people of love. And then we go out into the world and engage those around us from this place of inner stillness and peace that can only be found in Him. Again, in the absence of anything, you find the presence of everything. We connect with our Creator who makes His home in us. Union with God is not something that needs to be acquired, but realized. We know the Shepherd's voice. Our connection with Him is already there. It's just that the noise volume on everything else is always turned up too loud. And if this is true, then our solution is pretty simple. Create an environment for attention and connection with God. And so to end today, let's put this into practice. I want to read a short identity liturgy over you. And then I encourage you to stay right where you are for just a few moments as we end. Still your body. Get in a comfortable position. Focus on your breath. And keep your mind on these words and your connection with God for the next few moments after I read this over you. Before I read, take a moment and take a few big, deep breaths. In through your nose and out through your mouth. I am not what I do. I am not what I have. I am not what other people say of me. I am the beloved of God. It's who I am and no one can take it from me. I don't have to worry. I don't have to hurry. I can trust my friend Jesus and share his love with the world.